0: what's up what's up welcome to the takeover podcast show this is your boy superstar p and we got a, a very special show for y'all tonight first of all let me introduce our guests well not well everybody's not a guest first off we got shavis the chef what's up with you
1: what's going on man
0: uh you got it badass billy
2: how y'all doing today
0: i see we hear baby boston out there yeah <laughs> boston george already and our special guest, you know what? I'm going to let her introduce herself. Go
3: ahead. Hello, everyone. This is Crystal Stone. You guys may know me from ESPN's first take. I won their debate contest uh, back in January, and I am delighted to be here.
0: Already, man, we, um, we are happy to have you on. We appreciate you um, accepting our invitation.
3: Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: No problem. So, you know, just tell everybody where you're from. And a little background on yourself.
3: Well, I am born and raised in Dallas, Texas. I uh, live in New York now. I moved to New York, um, gosh, 13 years ago now. So I guess I'm a certified New Yorker now. Um, And I originally moved here to pursue uh, an acting career. That's my training. That's my background. Okay. So I've been been doing that on the side since I've been here. Um, And I'm passionate about sports.
0: Yeah, so, we see. Yeah,
3: <laughs> being from Dallas, a uh, football town, diehard Cowboys fan,
0: also diehard Dallas Mavericks fan, shout out to Already, 30,000, baby, 30,000,
3: 30,000,
0: I know, right, um,
3: <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, I've been in New York for uh, quite a bit now, and you know, just kind of juggling my full-time job and acting, and um doing this career in sports media as well.
0: Okay. So did, um, that your acting career, is that what made you move to New York?
3: Yes, that's what made me move to New York. And um, I got my bachelor's degree in theater from the University of Texas at Austin, Texas Longhorn. And uh, when I got here, I did a lot of theater. And then I transitioned into some indiv- um, independent films and web series, uh, online projects. And sort of been doing a little bit of that uh, since I've been working full time too on the other end as an executive assistant.
0: Oh, okay. You're a busy lady. Yeah, yeah. Got a lot of this,
3: what, the, the
1: this what we call well
3: rounded.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All the way well rounded. So did you um take any of that Texas culture up there with you?
3: I did. We know what's funny, uh, lots of people comment on how they don't hear my accent. Uh But that's because my drama teacher in high school, Ginger Holt, shout out to her, she uh, made me get rid of my accent. It was bad. I mean, not bad in a negative way, but it was really, really heavy. And she said, there's no way you can go into acting with such a heavy accent. So she had me listen to these tapes. Yeah. Yeah. To do as much as I wanted to do. I mean, you know, if you come in with an accent, you're going to be limited to a certain amount of roles and a certain amount of characters. Right. Uh, So... I uh, did that, and then when I got to college, I took a couple of voice classes to help reduce the accent as well. Oh, but okay. Texas girl at heart, you know, you know what they say Her. about Texas women.
0: <laughs> right, right. What Man, they dude. can't, they Maybe can't take can that you. Texas out of you.
2: Maybe That's you can right. find the next uh, Jay Z up
0: there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, <please. laughs> I'm good.
0: Oh, so um, speaking of Jay Z, and while we on the hip hop topic. What is your opinion of this Nicki versus Remy Ma situation? And what's the pulse of New York right now on that situation? I'll
3: tell you what. I was so fascinated when this happened because I don't listen to a lot of mainstream hip-hop. Yeah, me neither. I'm an inspirational hip-hop girl. So I listen to Lecrae, Trip Lee, Andy Menio, those cats. Uh Um, So, you know, I'm scrolling through my Twitter and everyone's blowing up about this Remy Ma song. Like, what are they talking about? And I listen to it. And I was just aghast. Like for seven minutes straight. I don't even know if I breathe the entire time. Um, so then then that led me to do a whole bunch of research. And that's one thing you guys would know about me when it comes to sports. I, I'm researching stats as much as I can. And when I get interested about something, I just I dig into it as far as I can. So right. I started researching, like, what is the history of this beef? What happened? What could Nicki Minaj could have What could she have done to deserve (laughs) such a brutal (laughs) beating? Right. Remy Remy Ma's bars. And uh, funny enough, she ended up going on to the Wendy Williams show, I guess, last week on Friday. And and discussed, you know, why she has beef with Nicki Minaj and that it it dates back to when she was locked up. And uh, lately, Nicki's been, like, putting in a bad word about Remy to the industry, like, trying to black her out. And uh, Remy kind of came out, like, gunslinging like, That whole situation? Oh, my goodness. I don't think Nicki Minaj can write a lyric. <laughs> a, 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 <laughs> I don't think she can write a word. You don't think combat. so? No, no, no.
2: Well, l- let me ask you this. Okay, we had a debate on the last show we did. Do you think she should respond or not? Nah?
3: She has passed the statute of limitations. The <laughs> time that... <laughs> oh, here we done go. Done, has passed and if she even tries to respond at this point i just I, I don't know if it's gonna i think it's gonna fall on deaf ears like you had what was it, over a week it's been yeah. over a week now it will be two weeks this 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 saturday yeah so she's had all this time to respond and she did in some way i think she posted on her instagram like a um uh, a, a note about how many sales or, or album sales that rima has had which was very low and then, and then she gets at Trey songs, I think. And then she posted a picture that they, you know, trying to say that she's unbothered in Paris. Okay, whatever, girl. She had all this time <laughs> to write something out and put it out there, and you got to do it quickly, because this girl Remy Ma put out another song.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that, that brings you to my next point, though. I feel like, I feel like Remy actually helped Nicki while putting that second uh, disc track out because that second disc was not up to par like that first one. So I feel like she took the steam away that she had built up. And now now Nikki can really be like, all right, I'm not even going to deal with it because that wasn't even worth it.
3: Right. But, now Remy sounds like some girl that's hating and she's just doing too much. And Right. Unfortunately, but she could have just let her ride with her. And that just could have been it for all of eternity. But um even still i i don't know man i mean unless nikki got some private investigators that that's doing some digging on remy ma's life i mean what else can you say she went to jail for shooting her friend she you know she, her albums aren't doing that well right now okay what else <laughs> what else can you say about remy ma that we she all got this sh-
1: she got that street credibility it's kind of hard to go, go against that somebody did seven she did seven years three hot to the cot it's kind of
3: hard to she go against the gun and pull the trigger. I mean, like, what, would you mess with Remy me, Ma? I don't think so. Yeah, no, so, I think I uh, on that one. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what Nikki could do. Uh, but like I said, I think the time to have to respond is past. Like, I don't think many people care now.
0: I disagree. Okay, of course, Here we go. Why. I disagree because let, let's take it back. And I and I mentioned this on the last show when Jay Z first dissed Nas on the Takeover. Nas did not reply to about four months later. And Ether's still one of the best diss songs out today. Okay. And he did that four months later. To me, the best attack on somebody is when they're not expecting it
1: true I I see that I I see that but also when Nas put that out we did not have the social media here that we have now you know you can go for a month and put something out and it wasn't but once you got the social media the way we have it when everything is instantly if you don't put
3: that out within the next two 48 hours it's, it's a wash that was my exact thought when you said that um Bill is that we expect how many years ago was that when Nas did that this on? Do we know?
0: Hey, about sixteen. He, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> we were still did on single we still on singular phones.
1: We had no have kids.
3: A, I was about to say, did you have a cell phone back sixteen years ago? But um yeah <laughs> like, like sheva said, like we we need things fast and quick now. People move on and forget about you real quick. Mm-hmm. So You know, if she tries to come out in something four months from now, like we're going to be like, really, Nikki? you had a chance to respond way sooner than that.
0: Okay, three against one. I guess I lost that one, huh? (laughs) Pretty much. You know, it it happens on occasions. Whatever. So you should be used to it. (laughs) No, 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 no. Let's hold up. Didn't the Cowboys and the Raiders beat the Ravens this year? Let's leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. Ooh, okay, 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 This year, this year, this year.
2: Okay. Go back in the go back in the past four or five years. I'm no, no, that. no,
1: we're not gonna do that. And
2: what exactly. have you
0: done for me lately? Exactly. <laughs> no, Thank we'll do it. ABA, not didn't. The Raiders beat the yeah, wow. Ravens last year. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and what about the three years before that? Oh my gosh. Oh uh, no, I don't go back that far.
2: Exactly. <laughs>
3: Me, wait a minute. That reminds you. So I don't go back that far. So, I posted on my Twitter today in, re- in response to uh, Brandon Marshall being signed by the Giants. I was like, "Yeah, that's a cool story, but Elon Manny's not going to throw to him. He he'll throw to the other team." I said he's led the league in, inter- in excuse me in turnovers since 2012, and True. someone re- so- someone responded like something about, "Oh yeah, but the Giants beat the Cowboys, you know, twice this season." I'm like, yeah, and the Cowboys beat the Giants five times in a row from 2013 to 2015. He goes, No, anything past 2016 is irrelevant. Wait, what? Wow.
1: Like <laughs> it's irrelevant when it comes to your story and what kind hey. of what kind of what kind of take you taking,
3: but <laughs> Sorry, that doesn't remind me of that. Like, oh no, not we're talking about this year, not like, you know, the past. The past means nothing. Well, right. while
1: we while, while we on that subject though. With uh, free agency starting what Thursday at four, but we already see a lot of moves kind of happening behind the scenes. With the NFC East kind of how it is right now, with uh, Brandon Marshall going to the Giants and Tony Romo almost out the door, how do you feel that the NFC is going? The NFC East is going to shake out this year.
3: Well, I mean, Tony Romo. Apparently, what I, what's been said is that this deal that he has to be released is contingent upon him not going to any other teams in the NFC. So we'll, we'll definitely see him in the AFC. That's what I've heard Um, to go along with this release. But as far as the giants are concerned, yeah, they picked up Brandon Marshall and that gives Eli Manning another target, but Eli Manning didn't even remember his own targets last year, other than Odell Beckham. He only threw to Odell (laughs) Beckham. He forgot Victor Cruz is on the team. So let's hope he knows that. Wait a minute, Victor Cruz has been on the team for years, right? Or he was on the team for years, and he forgot to throw to him. Uh, Good luck, Brandon Marshall. You just joined the team. (laughs) Hope he even knows you're there. Um, And then, two, they still didn't address their needs as far as the offensive line and their running game. I mean, that's what really plagued the Giants. And then the Eagles, let's see. I know Deshaun Jackson decided or has said that he has interest in returning to the Eagles. But recently, um, the Cowboys and the Patriots have said to have interest in Deshaun Jackson. I, I think there has a lot more holes that the Eagles have to fill, um, and then the mess that's going on in Washington. Oh man, they're gonna they're gonna wind up with no quarterback, uh, <laughs> no Colt wide McCoy, receivers. Colt McCoy, <laughs> Colt McCoy, time out and listen. He's a Texas Longhorn, yes, but Colt McCoy has ha, how many games has he started? And he was one in three when he did start.
0: Yeah. So
3: I, I, you know, I don't they know. He beat that's the cool. Cowboys. <laughs> okay. okay, dude, when you beat the Cowboys, that's like your Super Bowl. Understood. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but the, I think I have the most concern as far as being a contender with the Redskins because so many question marks are there. Uh, Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins, I just read that he is definitely not interested in staying with the Redskins. If he's tagged, he's tagged, but he'll definitely be out of there next year. Um, and then they—they're both of their top wide receivers are going to be – Pierre Garcon is gone now to San Francisco. Getting and, paid. Yeah, he's getting paid. And Deshaun Jackson is on his way out. So, And then they didn't have a running game. If you guys remember Robert Kelly, <laughs> he, he cursed himself by talking bad about the Cowboys before their game, uh, saying no one likes the Cowgirls here. <laughs> And then he went on to run, like, 37 yards that game. 30, and he, 36. Oh, 36. Okay, my bad. I gave him a yard. <laughs> uh, and, and then he continued to run horribly the rest of the season. So they need a running game. They need some wide receivers now. And most importantly, they need a quarterback.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me ask you guys this, you Cowboy fans. What are y'all going to do to address your needs in the secondary? Because your secondary is looking pretty slim and garbage right now.
1: Well, right now, you got to think about it, uh, B.A. Like, it's real early in free agency. It's a lot more stuff that needs to shake out. we got two free agent cornerbacks that I don't think we're going to – I know we're not bringing both of them back, and we're probably not bringing back neither one of them. I saw Barry Church looks like he might be getting offered a big contract from the Jaguars. So, real little thing, but, man, have you seen this draft class? This draft I've class is loaded. S-
2: I've, s- I've seen the draft class, but let's just get it understood. These still are rookies. And this is the NFL. I mean, you can have, you you can look like you have potential and you get on that field. It's a whole new different story. I mean, to be honest, you only got one guy coming back. That's Jones. Everybody else is either, you know, not coming back with the team or hurt. Because Skandrick well, hasn't played a full season since he signed that big contract. Well, one thing I
1: don't want us to do that we, we've been pretty good at is overpaying for these high-priced free agents that sometimes don't pan out. Well, you like have them. did you have did that? That's how you end up with Carr. Well, that was in the past. I'm talking about the last the last couple years. We've been pretty solid when it comes to these big money free agents. That every year we're like, oh man, we need to go out there and get them, and we don't. And I think that's what we're doing right now. You get some so, guys, in there, some some veteran guys in there that can fill in some of those slots. Get a couple guys in 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 the draft. Get some pass rush. A lot of times our secondary wasn't that bad, but when you're not getting any pressure on the quarterback, it's only you can only. Uh, defend for so long and i think well, so once we once we once we free up their pass rush and we get some more pressure on the quarterback the secondary will be a lot better so let me ask you this
2: let me give you a scenario okay uh instead of releasing tony romo would you not try to trade him off to get more picks and in your first round pick what are y'all going to do are y'all going to draft a pass rushing guy defense in or are you going to waste it on the secondary pick I'm going to send that
1: over to the professional, to Crystal.
3: (laughs) Well, I think it's very interesting when people, the question that you just posed about trading Tony Romo, I think a lot of people are leaving out one condition. This isn't just another quarterback that you can just trade. Tony Romo has been with the team since 2006. He held the team afloat when the Cowboys were doing nothing. And it's not just about trading him. He has the control of where he wants to go. The Cowboys want to do right by Tony Romo because of the years that he put in with the team. No, he only, yes, he only won two playoff games. But if you guys remember my my um, appearance on First Take, I detailed a lot of the reasons why, you know, Tony Romo didn't have a lot of success. Great parts. So, Great points. Yeah. So the thing is, yeah, we could try to, could have tried to trade him, but it had to be to a team that Tony Romo would have wanted to go to. So y- you can only put so m- much weight on a trade. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, so as far as what we'll do in the draft, and I agree with uh, Chevis. I think it was you, as uh-huh. far as uh, what they'll do in the free agency. No, we're the Cowboys are not going to be spending a lot of money in the free agency. We're like barely getting under the cap now. Right. <laughs> we have to do some restructuring. Yeah, yeah, we're restructuring contracts. The latest one was Sean Lee. Uh, we're, the, the Cowboys are not going to make a big splash in the free agency like they've done in the past years. What people have to realize is that the Cowboys are not the Cowboys of, of, of late where, um, you know, they spent all this money in the free agency, bought in these big names for the shine, for the star. We're, St- Stephen Jones is now starting to make some really smart decisions, um, and saving as much money as possible, and making more, and making better conceived trades and better conceived draft picks. So I think we're going to make some conservative moves, see and I think we're going to make some really good, smart picks in the draft.
2: So who's the best? Uh, who's the contender? Besides, who's your contender? Who you guys think are going to be a contender at the NFC East?
3: Cowboys. Uh, sides the
2: Cowboys. <laughs> Nobody. Cowboys or, <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, don't know, man. I, I like the Giants. Except for the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Who's, who's the second best team I in the F.C. East?
3: Listen, as the lay of the land right now, right, it's not going where Kirk Cousins is, is going to be with, you know, not knowing what the Eagles are going to do with their free agency. I'm going to say the Giants. Mm-hmm. Right? I agree. Yeah. With the that Giants, defense. Right. The Giants, even though they're two very, very close games and, you know, Giants fans, I live up here. They, they won't let me hear the end of it. They, they're the only team that, that was able to sweep the Cowboys twice last season with the um, personnel that they currently have.
1: Uh-huh.
3: And, and, you know, with the personnel that we have with Dak and Zeke and our defense and our great offensive line, they pulled off two wins. So, you know, just to go off of the success they would had last year with us, I would say they are the our biggest threat. Right.
1: One last cowboy question, and it's something that I it always gets me because I was in the military uh, for seven years, so I've traveled, you know, to different places. And wherever I go, it seems like people hate the cowboys. And I know it's it, it's one of those things where we have a lot more fans than everyone else. But why do you think that we get uh, caught with the stigma that cowboy fans are? What's the word I'm looking for? Like you know, we just think Super Bowl a bust every year, you know, as you know Stephen A say that you know they we don't know what we want. You know, how you feel about how people feel about the Cowboy fans, and you know, what's your take on that?
3: Well, it's very unfortunate that so many people have been so disillusioned thinking that Cowboys fans are the worst fan base in America, which, you know, I could say a lot of that can be chalked up to Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> him using this platform on first take the spread that that those lies about cowboys fans but as much as the cowboys are quote-unquote hated they're also loved like you said we have the most fans worldwide we're the largest fan base in the nfl more cowboys fans travel to road games than any other team in the nfl we sell the cowboys sell the most merchandise and as far as why Cowboys fans expect winning, the Cowboys still hold the record for the most consecutive winning seasons of any other NFL team. Um, I think we were second in um, playoff game wins in total. No, we haven't had many recently, but what the Cowboys have is a legacy. Five Super Bowl rings, none in the past 20 years, but it's still more than, what, 27, 28, 29, 30, teams in the nfl right yeah. so um there's just a legacy there and the marketing ploys that jerry jones has done i think geniusly um keep the cowboys in the forefront everyone wants to watch the cowboys whether you love them or hate them the cowboys had what six of the seven most watched regular season games this season in the season where the nfl was declining in their ratings because of the election Everyone, and, and of course, we set another record with the playoff game versus Green Bay as the most watched playoff game or the most watched divisional round playoff game. Like, mm-hmm. everyone watched the Cowboys. I think it's undeniable. You, you we, the Cowboys are, are loved to be hated, but um, we are the biggest draw in the NFL. Yeah, you know what
0: Chris, you got to so Nick, say Nick, about Nick, that, BA? Next time, uh, all I
1: gotta say is next time I go to the barbershop and I start getting to these barbershop discussions. I'm gonna be calling you so you I'm <laughs> putting speakerphone, so you can do all my discussing, all my debate for me, because all that all that you just hit on right there is what I need to tell them boys in the barbershop. <laughs>
2: okay, now let's now let's 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 get something else. Like I
1: understand everything she just
2: said and I do believe it. But to be honest, why you're hated so much is because of your fans, the fans, you guys. Not saying YouTube, but other fans. I mean, it seems it's like when you big. Exactly
3: what? What have the Cowboys fans done to you?
2: Okay. For instance, when you guys were going 3 and, what, 12 or 13 or whatever, it seemed like when you win a game, like, you know, on your Facebook timeline on every social media site you can think of, it's Cowboy Nation, this Cowboy Nation, that. And then, like, all of a sudden, you know, you're losing. Before, Before this, when you guys were losing, you didn't hear none of that. Then all of a sudden after this year, it's like, Everywhere, cowboy fans. I, I tell you what, I was a Laker fan. Cowboy fans and Laker fans are two of the worst fan bases ever on the planet because well, you you hate us because we win, and then we're gonna boast and brag about it. That's why cowboy fans. Are
3: Here's the us. thing about what you just said about the Cowboys and the Lakers. You can arguably say the Lakers is the most has the most uh, f- largest fan base in the NBA, probably the most recognizable NBA team in the world. Same for the Cowboys. But both of those fan bases, every fan base, what you just described, are bandwagon fans, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone is going to have a bandwagon fan. But because we have such a large number of fans, obviously the number of our bandwagon fans are going to be much larger. So we have just what every other team has – those annoying fans who are bragging when their team wins and, and quiet when their team loses. It's just that there are more of us. That's it.
1: And the NBA, you put in your geographical location, you are in East Texas, about two and a half hours away from oh, Dallas. Oh, come on. Really? So, you're going to have 90% uh, I tell you
2: Cowboy what, fans on your hate You moved? <laughs> My hatred for the Cowboy runs deep. I mean, ever since 90, I forgot what year it was. You, you guys know. But when Jerry Jones fired Jimmy Johnson, I disliked the Cowboys from there on out. I couldn't stand it because that was like the worst and dumbest move ever. I mean, Okay, so that, here's the
3: thing. I don't mean to interrupt you, but this is my issue with folks who hate the Cowboys. Pick why you hate the Cowboys. Because you just, just said you. that you hate the Cowboys because I hate of the, the Cowboys. I'm, I'm going to give you two You reasons. said because of the fans. Now you the hate the Cowboys because Jerry Jones Jimmy fired Johnson. Jimmy Johnson.
1: Which, no one, no is is Which one is it, B.A.? Which one is
3: it? Out. It's both of them. It's both. Figure it out. Because oh. you talking about something that was done over twenty years ago. It's done. It's it's over. Jimmy Johnson has lived his life. He's okay, gone. Man. He's he won our That's, Super okay, Bowls. Right. It's move on, right. Stephanie Smith. It's it's been over twenty years.
2: You're right. Okay, then you're right. Well now I just hate the fans. Okay, fine.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> y'all are <look> crazy.
2: Hey, <laughs> I just can't stand the Cowboys, man.
0: Oh, we've been knowing that. So, Crystal, um, one of the biggest questions I want to ask you, take us through your first take experience um what made you audition how'd you find out that you won and just take us through the whole day the whole experience of, of that sure,
3: i love to all right so i'm a huge fan of first take i've been watching it for years right and um when i don't get a chance to watch it which is most of the time i listen to the podcast every day it's because uh usually i'm at work you know so um I listen to the podcast every day, and I remember in September, Stephen Ace uh, said that he had a big announcement. You know, listen to the show on whatever day it was. I have a big announcement. So I'm listening, and that day he announced there that, you know, everyone was always getting on him, and through Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, you know, making comments about what he and and Max have said. Why don't we give the fans a chance to have their say? And my Mm -hmm. ears. Perked up, and he announced the contest that um, you would watch or listen to the show, and based on what they talked about, you you submit a thirty second to a minute tape of your take on the specific topic. And I thought, wait a minute, I do this all the time. <laughs> I'm right. constantly arguing, you know, about the Cowboys or you know other sports topics here in New York uh, with my friends, uh, you know, at the sports bar I go to. I thought, you know what, maybe I should try it. So, um, in October, the contest started and I just started, you know, paying attention closely to the show, what they were talking about. And I started to submit my videos and the contest lasted six weeks. Over the course of those six weeks, I submitted 13 videos on different topics, um, from the Cowboys to the NBA to the UFC. Um, and, uh, and it's funny I've one of my videos got featured on the show early on and it was about Tony Romo. Uh, the, it, this, this is around the time that Dak Prescott started the show. Like, okay, he should be the starting quarterback. And everyone was like, Oh, get rid of Tony Romo. So I came to the defense of Tony Romo and they featured that video on the show. And I thought if, if just getting featured on the show, I was like, yay, you know, <laughs> I don't care right. about winning. I got featured on the show. It's my favorite sports show. Uh, but I kept on submitting. And then uh, a week before the show, or excuse me, a week before the contest ended, you know, I started having thoughts like, oh, maybe I, sh- what am I doing? This is stupid. Because, you know, you got to remember, winning means you have to go on live national television and debate. Right, right. So I'm like, what am I doing? This is stupid. <laughs> so, uh, I, uh, honestly, I don't want to get all spiritual, you guys, but I prayed. I was like, Lord, if this is your, your will for me, let me know. Should I continue to do this? This is crazy. And Two days later, another video I submitted about um, Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor got featured on the show, and I was like, "All right, Lord, I think you're trying to tell me something here." And um, so that was a Friday, and then they announced the winner on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and I actually got the call from Stephen A. Smith himself. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, which is really cool and immediately my my wires just i just immediately started talking trash to him like just out of nowhere (laughs) (laughs) just came so natural (laughs) i started telling him i'm a cowboys fan and i'm coming for him and that his day is coming uh so we established a a rapport pretty quickly and then that that so that was the day before thanksgiving and then that led to was that six weeks or so um Um, seven or eight weeks before the actual show uh, Which was just weeks and weeks of researching Because it, the thing is They knew that I was a diehard Cowboys fan But they don't discuss the topics That they're going to talk about on the show Until the morning of the show okay. So we don't know what what they're going to talk about Until you get there Which right. means I had to sort of be well read And research on a lot of different things Not just the Cowboys uh, which added more anxiety, <laughs> as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> the day of the show, um, actually the day before, they drove me up to. I live in New York, so I'm just two hours away from their headquarters, which is in Bristol, Connecticut. Okay. And uh, so I came in the night before with my best friend, and I'm you know frantic, <laughs> barely eating. Um, We had dinner with the coordinating producer, Antoine Lewis, who was sort of uh, my liaison and uh, held my hand throughout the whole process from the moment I won. And uh, we had a good dinner with him. And then the next morning we come in and the first thing is 7.30 a.m. There's a production meeting. And that includes Molly, Stephen A, and Max, the production crew, um, the producers, and they talk about the topics that they're going to discuss in the show. Um, so the, you know, they just kind of went. Th- it was really cool to see how they break down each segment on the show uh-huh. and what they talk about and how they place different things. And <clears throat> you know, they knew I was going to talk about the the Cowboys, but they didn't want to put both of my segments back to back. You know, things like that. Um, So after the production meeting, oh, and so also what's really cool about the production meeting is they throw out a topic or they throw out a question and you don't give your full argument there. You just say yay or nay and that's it. Like you keep it real, real, real simple. Like who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Uh, Falcons, uh, you know, Patriots. And you don't go into why because you leave that for the show. You don't want your opponent to know, you know. You're gonna come with. So right. I thought I thought that was really interesting. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So after that, after the production meeting, um, I had my laptop with me, so I got to do a lot of research. And what was interesting is the uh Jason Garrett had just said the day before that he wasn't, in so many words, uh, committing to Dak Prescott just yet. That was brand new, that you know, that was something that I hadn't prepared for. So I was like, oh crap. <laughs> 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 doing this TV Cowboys. <laughs> so I had to prepare for that and kind of research and you know why are we doing this? And I'm like, oh, this has to be a Jerry Jones move. And so I crafted an argument uh surrounding that. So after the prep, um I went into hair and makeup, sat there for a little bit, and Molly was in there with me and Stephen A, he came in there to get his, you know, get all dolled up with is pretty self. <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: try to get it try to upgrade his hairline probably <laughs>
3: <laughs> Get that lace run. Um, so after after hair making up all that stuff they had me do a lot of cool like take over their instagram take over their facebook live things like that um and then we're all in the green room and that's when i kind of got to prepare a little bit you know try to get my nerves in check and i was i was I mean, I'm an actor by training, so, you know, getting in front of a camera and, and quote, unquote, performing isn't new for me. Right. But this wasn't scripted, you know? So, and that's where I find comfort. I find comfort in having a script. This right. was just, like, off the cuff, like, whatever comes out, comes out. And hopefully I sound smart and intelligent and know what I'm talking about. Uh, So, there, was, I was just really, really nervous. I don't know if you could tell how nervous I was. but You couldn't.
0: Um, you couldn't at all. <laughs>
1: Yeah. in the the interview, I mean, when you were doing it, you you seemed so comfortable. And that was my next question. Like, at one point, did you feel like, you know, you feel like you got your groove? Like, I know what I'm talking about. I belong here. Like, at at any point, did you feel that? And if you did, at what point did you feel like, okay, this is cool. I'll relax. Let's do this.
3: I I should say I started to feel that um, about midway through the first segment, because in the first segment, I kind of lost my place a little bit because what's what's hard is okay. So Molly throws me the question. I give her my first argument. Max responds. Stephen A responds. But then Stephen A says like ten different things, and you're trying to remember like wait a minute. Okay, so what did I want to respond to? Right. You get a little stuck. So I remember I remember feeling that like oh crap I'm stuck, Uh, and I end up repeating something, and then I kept going. And around that time is when I thought, okay, I had some some facts and some figures and some stats in my head. I'm like, all right, I feel good. But the second segment, not a nervous bone in my body. I mean, my entire body was relaxed. I felt so confident and comfortable. Um, you know, I felt like you know, like in my in my element, so to speak. So definitely the second segment. I know
1: when I was looking at it, the best part about the whole thing is the. Was the facial expressions you were giving Stephen A. I just I just I just loved it the whole
3: time. I was like, yeah. Oh, that's what had me laughing. Oh, I was <laughs> killing myself looking at that. <laughs> I have a hard time controlling my facial expressions, so I know that <laughs> camera probably picked up on a few from th- a few of those. I know but he t- had to feel it though.
0: <laughs> but to me, you did very well. I couldn't tell you was nervous not one second. And in my opinion, I think I think you handled Stephen A. Smith. I okay. think he's like, man. Okay. think you, you, you held your home ground real, yeah. real
1: nice.
2: <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I honestly thought that you were already a sports journalist or, or a columnist or something yeah. like that because you had more facts than any the normal person would have, to be honest.
3: Oh, wow. Thank you very much. That was like weeks and weeks and weeks of studying and digging. And, you know, I, I use Evernote, the Evernote app, and just plugging in stats as I came across them and Right. You know, drafting arguments but you know being a cowboys fan in particular having watched this show for years knowing how hard steven a goes in on the cowboys day in and day out i knew i had to stand up for cowboys nation you know the only other person that comes on there is will kane uh he's only the cowboys fan that they bring on there so to come on there and and be a female to do it like that was it was it was a very honorable moment. Well, so, Cowboy, um, Na- Cowboy
1: Nation, uh, on behalf of Cowboy Nation, we really
0: appreciate that. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>
1: appreciate You're very it.
3: welcome.
0: <laughs> so, Crystal, um, why you was there? I mean, who did you get a chance to meet besides, you know, the, okay. the cast of First Take?
3: Yes. So, after all of that, right? So, after the show, um, what did we do next? After the show, oh, I got to meet Ryan Clark for a little oh, bit because cool. he, he was on the same show as i was okay um, and then after that they took me on this tour of the entire campus so it was really cool to see where sports Center is filmed where sunday night football um or nfl countdown rather where that's filmed um, right. I got to all those different studios sports reporters um and then they took me throughout the whole campus and i got to see what they have um, is called a famous wall of quotes. So from Stuart Scott's booyah to, you know, all these other different very famous quotes that ESPN's analysts and anchors have made throughout the years. It was really cool to see that. Um, And they introduced me to a lot of like behind the scenes people. Oh, I got to see where they do all the highlights during sports center. So there's this huge, like like in the movies, uh, uh, like a control center, in the movies, uh-huh. you know, yeah. they, you have all these people, like, sitting at computers, like, 100 people in the same room in this big circle. So they, I walk in, and, you know, sports center is on, and there's these all these guys who are having to follow, you know, specific games. I thought, that was really cool. So there's, like, 20 guys in there, and one's following, you know, a college basketball game. One's following, you know, an NBA game. And they have to follow all these games to put these highlight packages together for uh, – for all the shows that they have coming up, like SportsCenter. I thought that was really cool. To kind of see how everything worked in the background. ASPN was was really exciting.
0: Yeah, that was pretty cool. Did you get a chance to meet Jamel Hill?
3: I didn't. No, they weren't Uh there. Um, So Jamel, during that time, um, SportsCenter, the 6 o'clock hour hadn't started yet. It started um, the day after the Super Bowl, so they didn't really have anything. Yeah, they were still
2: uh, doing his and hers at that time, I think.
3: No, his and hers that I already ended. So oh, okay. Yeah, there's just a few weeks where they weren't there. Um, wh- there was a show that I was filming when I was there, and I want to say it was, I want to say it was the Sports Center, but I'm not sure. I didn't get to actually see it. But
2: was it a, other than
3: uh Clark? That was that was the only other person I met, other than the the host of First Take. I bet
0: that was cool. So, so let's go to the aftermath. So since since you've been on the show. Has your, you know, your uh, Twitter account blown up, Instagram, Facebook invites, people yeah, trying man. to friend you, you know. My
3: Instagram is like, my Instagram and Facebook is like a dating website. I can all, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the new uh, Plenty of Fish. Like all these dudes are like, this coming out in the woodwork, which I appreciate, you know, I appreciate the love. Y'all keep it coming. But um yeah, my, my social media completely blew up. And that part of it. I just wasn't ready for nor that I think much about because my what I lived, eat, breathe, sleep, thought about 24 seven was this show and hoping, you know, I'm praying that I did well in this show. So then right. when the show was over, you know, I finally at my phone. and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is freaking crazy. Um, so afterwards, it was just, you know, I go to parties and people will recognize me, which is weird you know the in-person uh, thing is really weird because it's like a stranger just walking up to you like hey you did good on first take and i'm like wow you remember that okay cool
0: <laughs> i was gonna ask you about that too how is it when you were walking around do people ask you come up to you like aren't you the person for first take or aren't you the contest winner and and that type of deal
3: i don't go out a whole lot uh because uh-huh. since to, to i'll, I'll kind of go into what i've been doing since first take but okay. um yeah, when I have gone out like to a party or something, especially if it's a lot of men, uh, they'll they'll recognize me. And I remember I went to the Knicks game, the game that Charles Oakley got into the fight with the security guards. I was actually there, and right. I posted a selfie that I was at the game. I've and, seen that. Yeah, and then this dude just walks up to me out of nowhere and was like, "Hi, Crystal, congratulations." I'm like, "What? How? Wait a minute, <laughs> How did you even know?" <laughs> to find out He follows me on Instagram I was like Oh Okay okay I get it I get it I get it
2: Uh, That's creepy (laughs)
3: Yeah It was people It was you know It was a lot of people So I felt safe You know (laughs) It was at Madison Square Garden (laughs) A lot of security But uh, yeah That whole part of it, It I can live, you know, I don't care about any of that. I just, I just care about, you know, having more opportunities and, you know, getting back in front of the camera or um, behind the mic to talk about sports. And since then, um, I've had a few many meetings with ESPN and uh, okay. you know, they're, they're trying to see a place to fit me, see cool. where they can fit me in at. And uh, in the meantime, I started my own podcast, which is The Stone Truth. That's on iTunes, Google Play, or at my website, which is crystalstone.com forward slash the stone truth. And just um, is my chance to get some practice into, you know, talking about sports and, and having my own platform and giving my take on what's going on in the sports world. And I also have a YouTube channel where kind of keep my videos coming with, you know, my take on what's going on. Um, I have a a goodbye, um, a goodbye video. I'll be um, doing for Tony Romo. That's <laughs> <laughs> my, my quarterback. Yeah, my quarterback. <laughs> uh, I'll be doing that um, very soon, since it'll be uh, official
0: <laughs> Well, we do hope you um, get picked up on um, ESPN. If you do, please don't forget about the little Takeover Podcast Show. <laughs> <you know. laughs> Put us on, put us on, take us with you. <laughs> and I, um, I have listened to your podcast. It's good. You know what? You're smart because you get to the point. You make it quick, and it's done and over with.
3: Oh, thank so, you.
0: So that yeah, was
3: kind of how I am in life. You know, that goes across the board for me. I'm just short to the point, concise. You know, not much there. Just just get to the point, and, and I'm out.
0: Yeah, I I can tell because. Normally, our podcast is about 45 minutes an hour. Yours is about, what, 12, 15 minutes? Listen you
3: make that. it. To that. I mean, because yeah, I'm to talking to myself. So, you know, or I'm not talking to myself, but I'm just by myself. So I don't want to like just bore people just hearing me talk forever and ever and ever. But um, I just wanted a, a, a little bit of a more elongated version of the videos that I do. The videos are like a minute long. So I wanted the mm-hmm. podcast just to be a little bit longer so I can elaborate a little bit more on what I'm saying. Um, and you know just make it short and quick I don't want to take up everybody's time you know got busy schedules just want y'all I, to listen to what I gotta say real quick and then move on about your day
0: I understand that real quick um who's gonna win the NBA title who you got
3: oh geez um I'm still gonna go with I think it's gonna be the Warriors yeah. when, if, when Kevin Durant comes back if and when Kevin Durant comes back, um, because the 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 Cavaliers, I mean, we're, we're all just going to assume that it's going to be the Warriors and Cavaliers. I think everyone assumes that in the yeah. finals. Seeing with the Cavaliers with Bogut going out <laughs> in the first minute of the game <laughs> a couple of days ago, they still, yeah, they have Darren Williams as the backup point guard, but they still wanted that extra big in Bogut. So I don't know if they're going to do something with the free agent coming up. But you know they're still they're still missing a piece, whereas the warriors they just need to get Durant back, and I think they'll be all right um I don't know, I think the the warriors have a lot more to prove, especially with bringing on Kevin Durant um I don't know I mean you know i am gonna go with the warriors,
1: okay, share well, who's your
0: I'll go
1: hitch oh who I got going
0: yeah, I asked. I-
1: uh, I'm on the fence. I still have Golden State in Cleveland in the finals and just with that LeBron factor. It, it just comes down to me, that LeBron factor. Once he gets to the final now, I feel like that man is so – have you seen him this last month? He's so relaxed because he knows he's playing with house money. That man's playing with chips that he didn't come in with. That man, he went got a championship in, uh for Miami, came back and got a championship at home, multiple MVPs, final MVPs, Gold medals. The only thing he's doing now is chasing the ghost, and that's 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 a Michael Jordan. He's trying to get, and I think right now, unless he stacks up about seven or eight, it's kind of hard to beat six for six. But when I think about this year, I feel like well, even with a healthy Kevin Durant, I mean, I feel like Cleveland is loaded even without Bogut. I feel like you know Bogut gave them that extra little depth they can get. Mm-hmm. But I feel like well, Larry Sanders is still out there. <laughs>
0: But you got to
3: think about what what they lack, right? So they lack, the weakness of the Cavs is their lack of defense um, against the perimeter. What's right. the strength of the Warriors? Their perimeter shooting. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, and we can toss up the last two finals, you know, the one the Warriors won and Cavs won. But this year, I think specifically with Kevin Durant coming back, the, the Warriors are a little bit, or excuse me, the Cavs are a little bit um, vulnerable when it comes to defense. So you said
1: get- it, it, it pretty much comes down to it's it just not a good matchup for the Cavs against the Warriors because of the perimeter. They're gonna have a hard time guarding those perimeter players. Right, unless
3: they bring someone in. Now the Bogut is hurt. Unless they bring someone as a free agent, you know, to to focus on that. Then okay, maybe.
0: mm mm-hmm. uh, Badass Billy. Yeah, I'm gonna.
2: Piggyback on some of what she said. I got the Warriors winning. It's just that's just too much firepower over there at Golden State with Durant healthy and Clay and Curry. It's just too much. And I think Cleveland thought they were going to do the opposite, go out and get big and try to slow the game down, like they, like how LeBron kind of did last year in the series when everybody, well, the first series when Golden State won. You know, he kind of slowed the game down to keep them in it. And try to you know just out pound them, but since Bogan being hurt, I don't see them being able to do that. They'll get J.R. Smith back. I just I don't see it right now. But I Cleveland. think they but, got. But, like, go ahead. They got a lot of depth, but they're not gonna. Some of those guys are not gonna show up. I think they're gonna cut that rotation down to about a eight man rotation, and I just don't think they have enough firepower.
1: Man, but when you think about. Uh, Like what you just said with them trying to slow the game. I don't think Cleveland's trying to slow the game down. Cleveland has a nice spread offense. They got shooters galore. So, I think the last thing they're trying to do is slow that game down. You're saying that
2: now. But if you look at the moves they did when they got Bogut, they got real big with Bogut. Like, Bogut, 7 foot, Tristan Thompson, 6'10". Uh-oh. And, uh... You got uh, LeBron at 6'8". So, I mean, I thought they were just going to definitely just slow the game down and try
1: to pound it. I mean, but, but yeah, no you, you can think, run with you, them. But you just think about it. You, they just brought in one big man that was going to give them maybe 10 minutes a night. I don't think they were going to change their whole philosophy for Bogut that was only going to give you 10 minutes a night. You just need a big man. So, when LeBron's not out or LeBron's pushing one, pushing a the point, then you're not going to give up too many rebounds. And I feel like... To-
2: you have to understand those 10 minutes a night are gonna be at the end of quarters to close quarter out. At the last four minutes, I mean Tristan Thompson is a okay free throw shooter. That was gonna be bogus in there, man. And they were yeah, gonna have both of them both of both of bigs are
1: gonna be on there to control the boards. But you I think mean, they are right gonna now, change their you think they're gonna change their whole philosophy just for a reserve big man? Because their philosophy is not going, they're they're not slowing the ball down. They going spread offense, four out, one in. And they're gonna beat you to the punch. With Golden State, though, the thing that, that scares me about Golden State, uh, when I think that they have a potential not to win, is to get Kevin Durant. People forget they lost so much depth from their bench to get Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. So yes, you're top heavy when you got four All Stars, but when you get down to that second rotation, which you you know, even though you said you get to the playoffs and you move to eight and nine, that eight and nine and ten guy is valuable when it well, comes you got- to the playoffs. It, it, you're right. but with, with, They got a strong two. They just don't
2: have a, a, a third person. They got Livingston and Iguodala still coming off the bench. Now, to find that extra third guy, I mean, that's going to have to be, you know, the only time will tell. But I just feel like I just don't see Cleveland winning it right now. I just feel like there's just too much firepower over there.
0: Hey, gents, see, Crystal, I got to go through. I asked for one winner, and I got a full-fledged debate <laughs> going.
3: No, I loved it. I loved it.
0: Yeah, it was
2: good. <laughs> He's knuckleheads. Okay, let me ask you guys this real quick: Who's the second best team in the West and the East?
0: The
3: Spurs. The Spurs, Spurs are the yeah. second best in the West. In okay. the East, it's it's. Uh, I, I would say it's a toss up between the Celtics and the and the Raptors, depending on what happens over the, this last run, this last mm-hmm. run to the playoffs. But um, I mean, and I so think you- I think the bigger threat. I think the bigger threat as far as who can stop one of the teams, the one of either the Cavs or the Warriors' eventual ride to the finals, I think the Cavs have a bigger threat with the Celtics and the Raptors than the Warriors have with the Spurs.
2: Okay, let me ask you this. Who's your sleepers in the East and the West? Each one of y'all. Oh. <laughs> it ain't no sleepers, really, man. I feel it's, like it's, it's so it's top hit It's, it's top sleepers. and then
1: they go, it goes... It's for the, sleepers.
2: It's for me, sleepers. I got I got two sleeper teams right now that I think may shock a
1: few people if you know if they pan out. For me, a team in the East to think about that could be scary. Not even to win it, but just to upset some guys like to upset Cleveland. The Bucks are scary because they're young and long. Like that's just a scary team that I wouldn't want them. And I would say on the East, I'll be a little bit. And, that's about, and the, the Wizards, because John them were playing, they playing some good ball. On the West, the Spurs are they're up there. I think a sleeper team. I don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs, though. You know, I think if they snug in the eighth slot, the Pelicans, they're going to give the Warriors just because that match your problem. You got front court versus back court. Yeah. And okay. <laughs> it's. It's gonna be a battle of will right there. So I think if the Pelicans sneak in, I feel like the Warriors will still beat them. But I think the Warriors will beat them four two. I think it'll go six, and now you're getting blown out late. But they're just me, mm. <laughs> Crystal.
3: Crystal. I mean, on the on the East, I think a team to look out for is the Washington Wizards. Uh, you know, with John Wall, I think they could make a splash on the East side. But um, on the West. There's the Houston Rockets. I'm still staying yeah. with the top four. I mean, <laughs> I'm just right. trying it's to so think top of heavy. Who, it's so top-heavy. It's so top-heavy. Yeah, heavy. yeah it, just to think of who. Because, look, the, the Oklahoma City Thunder, yeah, they have Russell Westbrook, but they don't have enough weapons. Um, and even, you mentioned the Pelicans. They, I don't think they have enough weapons to to take over the Washington Redskins. Excuse me, the Redskins. To take over, <laughs> to take over the Warriors. But uh, the Houston Rockets. They're a possibility. They have a lot of depth. They have um, a lot of weapons. But at the end of the day, I still think it's going to be Warriors and Cats. Yeah, all right, I think after all
1: the, all the matchups, I, NBA is really
3: nothing but matchups. If you find a, a good matchup, I
1: remember the, the year, I'm a Mavs fan, so I remember the year the Mavs won what, 64 games, and we played the Warriors the last game of the season and let them in, and they beat us in the first round when they had yeah. Baron Davis and Matt Boris. Oh, my gosh. Horrible matchup. <laughs> Don yeah. Nelson, small ball. Small ball killed us.
2: Heck yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it to you right now before we I'm um, Watch out for the Pacers. If the Pacers ever put it together, they can be scary. And I think the Rockets can be scary, too, with the way James Harden has been playing. Mm-hmm. They can they can outscore anybody, I think. And added Lou Williams. <laughs> yeah, Lou Williams yeah. coming off the bench, giving Oof. you 20 a night. That's crazy.
0: Oof. All right. We have Crystal? we appreciate you coming on the show this was very very fun Um, thank you Do you got any last minute shout outs
3: Uh, uh, shout out to um, the Dallas Cowboys Um, shout out to Tony Romo brother it's been real Uh, (laughs) uh, shout out to Dirk Nowinski and the Dallas Mavericks man are we coming alive shout out to the legend looking at that right Yes. and uh shout out to my family back home in dallas hi mommy um and my brother aaron and my brother richard and um i think that's it
2: cool yeah we gotta get we gotta get her back
0: on for another show man oh,
3: oh yeah,
0: yeah. Thank you guys yeah you got the open invitation here
3: oh cool i'd love to come back
0: oh yeah cool. oh yeah uh, badass jeff any
1: last minute Oh man, I'm about to get in here, and I got some schoolwork I gotta do. So I gotta do these discussion questions and a research paper. So I'm gonna save my brain power. <laughs> I <laughs> well, hear
2: you. Man, I ain't got nothing. I just I'm on. Uh, I'm rocking a, a, a sleepy, whiny kid right now. So if you heard anything in the background, it's Boston just being Boston. So <laughs> I'm just on daddy duty <laughs> for the rest of the night.
0: I hear you. Like we always do, we appreciate all the fans for listening. Tune tune in to us on SlaughterhouseRadio.com on Fridays from 5.30 to 6.30. Catch us on iTunes, Google Play, all the other podcast platforms. So from myself, Chef, Badass Billy, and our very special guest, Crystal Stone, we are out of here. Peace. Peace out.
3: Bye.